Welcome to the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast. As Christians, we're all called to share the gospel, but what about missions? This podcast tackles the big questions around going overseas as a missionary and its relevance in our world today based on the Bible. So join us as we look at the lives of people who've gone before us and talk to people currently serving with OMF. Hi, my name is Jessie, your host for this episode of the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast. And today we're talking about how to live out our Christian faith when increasingly the world views Christians as intolerant and narrow-minded. Joining us to discuss this is Phil Nicholson, who's been ministering in Taiwan with OMF for more than 30 years. Hi, Phil. Hi, how you Jessie. doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, you know, 30 years of ministry, you must have seen and, and observed a lot about how society interacts with Christians. How has that changed from your perspective? I think in Taiwan, it hasn't changed a great deal. Uh, when we first came, Christians were a small minority, and a lot of people think Christianity is the foreigner's religion. Uh, there are Taiwanese who are Christian, a few percent, but still often people would think it's for outsiders as it's not for me. Uh, so that attitude of suspicion and not being familiar hasn't really changed. Although now some of the rejection of Christianity is not just because uh, we have our own religion and it's from the outside. It's also because Taiwan has taken on some Western values, uh, particularly sexual ethics, things like that. And some, some of the rejection of Christianity now is because they don't see as it fitting in with sort of modern Western trends. But either way, that the attitude has always been that the Christians are sort of on the outside. Mm -hmm. And for you, in terms of in the West, how has that changed? Oh, well, when we go home, it's, it's radically different. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of suspicion about Christianity now. And it's not just that people don't believe it. Many people hate it. Uh, they see Christian values as being detrimental to modern society. Mm -hmm. So having been out of that and then going back, we realize, wow, it's a whole different world from what what it was when we left yeah. 30 years ago. So do you feel like it's been like a slow progression or like just a deep dive in terms of that change in the last few years? Well, here in Taiwan, I think it's much more gradual. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly back home, I think things have been slowly changing, but the last few years it's been some particularly in Australia, some very big changes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's generational as well. So within Taiwan, they legalized uh, gay marriage a few years ago. Uh, the younger generation are very much wanting to be in step with what's going on in the West and Western values about all sorts of things, about, about justice and, and sexual ethics and marriage and so on. So that has maybe been a little bit more sudden but not nearly as radical as, say, in the West, which has gone from a Christian background society to a society which is largely anti-Christian. Yeah. And, and speaking of the West, you know, Christians um, may often be, and sometimes rightly, you know, accused of being bigoted and narrow-minded. In your experience, what are some objections that other cultures, so you've talked a little bit about in Taiwan, um, but... Yeah, yeah. What other cultures might have um, against Christianity? I know with your work, you with the Langham mm -hmm. um, work, you also go to a lot of other Southeast Asian countries. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, one of the big differences is most of the countries I work in across Asia are very religious. So religion is generally seen as a positive thing. In fact, it's much easier for us to say that we're missionaries here in Taiwan than when I go back home. Mm -hmm. uh, because people will then say, well, oh, that's good. Religion is good. Religion is good for society. And so being someone who sp spreads religion is not seen as a negative thing. But uh, at the same time, they still often think of Christianity as, as narrow-minded because Christians insist there's only one correct religion. You have to believe in Jesus. Yeah. And that's very different from Eastern religions, which are generally open and, and syncretistic. Uh, it was interesting, I heard recently some research done in Taiwan. They asked Taiwanese people, do you believe in Jesus? And one in four said yes. Wow. But, on, but that doesn't mean they're Christian. No. Uh, many of them are Buddhist or Taoist or whatever. It's just yeah. that, yeah, we, we believe in this and this and this and this. Yeah. Um, so it's very positive and, and welcoming everything. So I think the fact that Christians insist Jesus is unique and you must believe in him and him alone, that is, is still seen as the, the key, the most offensive thing of all mm -hmm. in terms of yeah, not being able to accept other beliefs. And we're stubborn about that. We insist there is one God and that he's the only true God. Yeah. And, and so are there any other issues where perhaps, you know, Christians in Asia may have um, unnecessarily offended those who do not yet believe? Obviously, with there only being one God, that's something that we're never going to change but mm. there's any other kind of issues or sticking points it's, it's not so much the specific issues uh it's more the way it's done mm. uh i think there's been times or there are times when christians can be rather rude and offensive about you know putting forward our view and critical uh you know that saying your gods are empty they're false just saying directly in an offensive way that doesn't win any friends or interest it just sort of puts down yeah and it's not the missionaries who do that. Missionaries usually bend over backwards to be culturally sensitive and aware. It's usually the local converts who, having come out of that, are now very quick to speak against it. Mm. It's a bit like someone who's given up smoking. Suddenly they're the most anti-smoking person in the world. You know, it's very right. evangelistic about it. Or a, ve a new vegan, you know, then, you know they're, they're the one who wants to tell you most of all that this is the one and only right way to go. Mm -hmm. And so it tends to be like that with new Christians as well. And so it's a matter of knowing how to speak for the truth, but do so in a way that's that's sensitive and not, not offensive mm -hmm. and not speaking directly against whatever others might believe. Do you have some stories of where someone has kind of just gone straight at it and it just was not a good situation? Oh, I think just in the way people tend to do evangelism, you know, if they're going out to share the gospel in any mm -hmm. context, they will just, you know, Jesus is the one true God. These idols are empty. Um, it just that's the end of the conversation. It just right. doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so or, or even people going home to their families and criticizing yeah. them for their ancestor worship or whatever. So, you know, just any form of direct criticism like that, it doesn't, it's not effective and it's yeah. not helpful. Yeah. And often it's a, it's a journey, right? Yeah. And it's sort of, it's understandable too for the people who do that because if they've come out of uh, some sort of religious background that they've found, uh, negative in whatever way and suddenly they come they believe the gospel they experience that freedom then everything that is associated with their past whether it's the sort of music or the smells of the incense or whatever mm. they they really hate that and they True. they want to you know speak against it uh, but the problem is it's not going to win other people over when they speak that way mm. and how would you respond to someone who says that 
Christians are intolerant and narrow-minded for claiming that there is only one true God. It's true, but it's not helpful to say that. It's true in that we insist on that Jesus is the one true God. So we're intolerant in the sense that we don't want to tolerate what we think are falsehoods in terms of you know, other ways of salvation or other gods. Um, and yet, on the other hand, in some ways, Christian, Christianity is the most welcoming and open of all religions because the gospel is given freely to all people, no matter who they are. It, it basically is a free invitation to come. Everyone yeah. can come. Everyone can receive salvation. You don't have to be a, a certain nationality or have achieved certain things in your life. But there's only that one way to come and know God, Jesus, as he himself claims to be the, the only way to God. Mm-hmm. So there's a truth in what they say, but to use those words like intolerant or narrow-minded, it's, it's, more, it's not a legitimate attempt to understand what Christianity is about. It's just an attempt to dismiss it. Yeah. And so what would you say to them? I think the starting point is to present Jesus to people and let them make their own conclusions. Mm -hmm. You're not going to convince people unless they see that he really is different and superior. Yeah. And I think it's by a a positive presentation of who is the God of the Bible, uh, who is Jesus, that people will often come to their own conclusion that this is something different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, not, not having just an intellectual argument about the pros and cons, but simply presenting Jesus as he is in the Bible and letting people see that for themselves. Mm. And then they can make that conclusion. Have you had personal experience with some a conversation like that? Yeah. Um, in, in fact, sometimes they don't necessarily become Christian. Sometimes they will actually say, I'd love to become a Christian, but I can't because of family or this or the other. Mm. But people will over time see oh yes this god in the bible is not just another god like the gods we already worship he's he's of another kind you know our gods are more limited in certain ways they all have their own foibles or weaknesses this god that we see in the bible you know he's above all he's different Mm -hmm. and so there is an appeal that it's not just an alternative god to to tack on to what they already have but someone who is really unique Mm. and um yeah, I think that's, you know, the Bible is God's word as it presents God, particularly Jesus in the Gospels, can have that impact on people's lives. And I've seen that through evangelism, you know, maybe Bible studies, people sort of coming to that realisation themselves. Yeah. I think the whole thing about the intolerance, tolerance is that uh, we can't get around the fact, you know, the Bible is, you know, insistent. There's black and white, there's true and false, there's mm. one true God. Uh, but what we can do is think about how do we present that. And uh, I think that's the, been the key thing in Taiwan, seeing people who present it in a positive way, you know, sort of lifting up Jesus rather than putting down the, you know, the false gods mm. um, and then acting in a way that relationships are preserved rather than being unnecessarily offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that there won't still be opposition or criticism. Uh, but at least you know that you've done all you can do and trust that God will honour that. And that's what we do see in in families often where people have done that. You mentioned how, um, you know, talking about Jesus instead of putting Mm. other religions down is a really positive way to share the gospel. Mm. Um, Is there any other kind of ways that you have seen as quite positive or has created quite a positive Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I think one of the things is we've been talking about what you say, Mm. but it's much more than what you say. 
Yeah. And I think particularly in this culture, there are different ways that people come to faith. So it is hearing the truth, you know, whether it's Bible study or someone's preached, you hear about Jesus, you believe. That usually takes a long while for people to come to terms with because it's it's overturning the whole worldview and their yeah. religious background. But a lot of people come to faith through seeing the impact of the gospel, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, through seeing the impact of the gospel in the lives of Christians and the way they love each other, the way, the way they love the person that you know they're trying to reach with the gospel, uh, or seeing the impact of God answering prayers. And so it's I think Taiwanese religion is very pragmatic. They believe it because they believe it works. Mm. And so showing that Christianity is not just a theory about what is true and what is false, but actually it works in the lives of those who believe it. So I think that's that's another very positive thing in terms of expressing love, praying for people, uh, and trusting that God will work in those ways. And a lot of people who come to faith, you know, you can see that that's the first step. Mm-hmm. So again, with our church, people sometimes come to church because they've been brought by a family member or a friend and they come along and they actually like it. Uh, before the pandemic, we'd have a meal every Sunday together. There are other fun activities or outings. They see the way the Christians relate to each other, care for each other. And I can almost guarantee if someone starts coming regularly to church within six months, they'll want to be baptized. Wow. Uh, it just happens again and again because yeah. they see the impact of the gospel and they get to that point, oh, I want this. And then the understanding comes and the desire to actually, you know, actually, actually believe for themselves. Yeah. So at that point, there's still the need to explain who is Jesus, but mm. all the, you know, the opposition or the negative preconceptions about Christianity have already been swept away, not through argument, but through observing it in practice. Yeah. That's great. That kind of really reminds me of when Jesus um, sees that the, the whole world will know by your love for each other. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I suspect in the West we've often neglected that, and maybe mm. that's something we need to do more and more. But certainly here in Taiwan, that's as long as we've been here, that's always been one of the key ways that people come to faith. And so for you, you know, what passages in the Bible speak to you the most about how we respond and how we stand firm in the face of criticism? Yeah, actually, when we face criticism, it's interesting. It's not so much us as the outsiders, the missionaries. It's the local people themselves. You know, they, right. When they want to come to faith, it's often their own family, particularly yeah. young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the types of passages that are, have been most helpful for them are, well, God again and again gives promises to people who are, are fearful for whatever reason. He says, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And then often other promises along with that. So just the assurance that whatever they're facing, say particularly a young person who's become a Christian, maybe as a student, and they have to go back to the family. Perhaps it's a funeral or Chinese New Year. There's family worship. They're expected to, you know, take the incense and be involved. Just uh, there, there's no easy way that they're going to face that, but to give them the assurance that whatever you're facing, um, that God is there with you and, and, and look to him and, and seek for his strength to do the right thing at that point in time. Do you have specific stories around that? Like in terms of maybe people that you've journeyed with who have had to really deal with particularly family? Uh, can't think of the details now. It's going back a long time. But I, I know a couple of students who would have been home over Chinese New Year and were quite fearful mm-hmm. and then had come back discovering that actually it wasn't nearly as bad. You know, they'd actually spoken up to their family. They said, I'm a Christian now. I'm not going to burn the incense, you know, Chinese New Year. 
yeah. they were terrified as how the family would respond and finding that actually, you know, once they did that, suddenly, you know, I think in one case, you know, the family was sort of very, oh, okay, that's all right. And somehow the wow. family even knew they'd become a Christian. They didn't know because they'd never said it, but somehow, you know, they'd, they'd seen enough or they'd guessed or, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and just that, oh, okay, God protected me in that situation. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, where mm. the students have gone back and actually their family have been like, okay, um, have there been areas where you've seen Christians stand up for a faith, for their faith in a way that doesn't offend or actually even draws people to God? Yeah, I think the key way in Taiwan is for them to figure out how do I continue to show respect to my family because the, the great fear of um, families is if someone becomes a Christian suddenly they're lost to the family mm. they're no longer a part of the family system the family answers to worship whatever so often with uh, believers new believers from that background we would teach them uh, make sure when you go home that you show that now you're a Christian you're even more respectful and more committed and more loving to your family mm. and do that in a situation where there's low pressure so that when it comes to the big events like the family worship, uh, that you've already shown that they don't need to be afraid. Mm -hmm. And when we've seen Christians do that and then make a stand and say, well, I'm willing to bow at the funeral but not burn incense, which has a religious meaning, yeah, uh, that it doesn't always go down well. But often that's sort of the first step to the family accept, accepting them as believers. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I've seen looking back over the years, often you see one person like that, they become a Christian, they make a firm but um, polite stand for their faith, and over time, one by one, other family members become mm -hmm. believers. And I've spoken to so many people. Well, tell, you know, tell me the story, and this, well, my sister became a Christian, then I did, and then my mom, and then my dad, and then my grandma, where you see that one has, has come to faith and that they've not broken the family relationships. They've acted in a way that shows it clear that now they have a new faith. And particularly in Taiwanese culture where family is so strong, the gospel often spreads, you know, one by one right through mm. not just the, the nuclear family, but even the extended family. And that might be over many years. Yeah. But that's wonderful when you hear a story, you know, of, of someone like that. Um, yeah. And because they've stood firm and they've prayed for their family, how God has worked in, in that way. Mm -hmm. And in particular with the Taiwanese culture, from what I understand, for, for males... Mm -hmm. um, male children of the family, there's even more pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, because they're expected to be the ones that sort of carry on the, the family line and the family worship. Yeah, and so sometimes you'll find a certain man in the family will say, I can't become a Christian because that's my role in the whole family. I've got to be the next one that sort of takes the lead in that family worship. Mm. Um, but then when they do, I'm just thinking of a family at our church at the moment a few years ago, uh, the parents became Christians. Uh, they're sort of, what would they be, late 40s, maybe 50 now. Um, then their daughter became a Christian when she saw the change in the parents' life and their marriage. Mm -hmm. And then earlier this year, the grandfather has become a believer. Wow. Uh, even though he and his wife were both very much opposed to the mm -hmm. gospel. And so it's from that starting point where that man has become a believer and being willing to stand up for it despite mm -hmm. the opposition. This episode of the Serve Asia Bible Study Podcast was brought to you by OMF Taiwan. This podcast was created to be an additional resource for the Bible study. 
To find out more about OMF's ministry and work in Taiwan, please visit omf.org slash Taiwan or search for OMF Taiwan on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.